You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV and Lightning Television. Welcome. Time for Mystical Adventures with Ann Vivi. Ann Vivi. Live from CreativePsycheStudio.com. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Psychic Radio. Ask1Radio.com or Moonstruck.tv. This is Mystical Adventure on A1R, the Ask1 Radio Network. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to Mystical Adventures. My name is Ann Vivian, and happy December. I'm so glad that you connected with me tonight or today or whenever you're uh, watching or listening to this show. Welcome the beginning of December. It's December 1st and I'm so excited for this show to begin because I do have a very special guest who I will bring on in just a moment. Her name is Tina Angeli. So really quick before we get to Tina, I just want to remind you I'm having a holiday special 35% off of sessions with me. So check that out. That's on my Facebook page, I updated that. It's Creative Psyche Studio is my Facebook page. And you can find that on the A1R website and Facebook page if you can't remember the name of Creative Psyche Studio. I decided to, in honor of today's guest, tune in and tune in specifically for an angel spirit helper to provide us for guidance for this week because this week's guest is she's a, an angel queen and she has quite a bit of experience working with the angelic realm and her last name is Angeli people so of course I had to pick an angel here so I asked which angel wanted to come and offer my audience guidance for the week ahead and angel Raziel R-A-Z-I-E-L Raziel came out and Raziel is associated with knowledge. His message is to avoid distractions this week and to refocus your mind. Remove distractions by focusing on what excites you, focusing on what is a mystical adventure for you, what expands your heart and your consciousness and what gives you inspiration so focus is on the focus is on par for this week and you can call upon archangel raziel to help you shift your focus i could use some help with that and i appreciate the angelic helpers for helping me create my reality with the thoughts that i choose and be discerning about the thoughts that i choose without further ado let's switch gears and let me introduce my delightful guest tina and jelly welcome tina oh thank you thank you oh i'm so excited you're here thank you very much for inviting me so tina is a very talented psychic medium she has written this delightful book that i have been 
talking about for quite some time. And in it, she talks about her, her amazing journey. She talks about her beginnings in Italy, her um, traumatic experiences as a child, her angelic experiences as a child and how that really saved her, her uh, abusive marriage, coming to the United States as an immigrant. She talks about several near-death experiences and offers a lot of guidance for how to connect with your guides, how to connect with the angels, in addition to some other really um, interesting parts of her life, um, her her partner and, and the story of how they met and um, different things about her family. And she has this fantastic labyrinth on her property. So I'm going on and on, but Tina... Um, I'm just so delighted that, that you're here and that you're um, going to share a little bit about this book um, with my audience. Now, the title of the book, um, We Are Angels, is so interesting to me. And, and I remember reading that you, you got the title um, from your granddaughter. She came up with the idea. Yes. My, my, my oldest one. Yeah, my oldest granddaughter said that the angels told her that's what the title needed to be. And the cover on the book that's so cute, by the way, that's adorable. Yes. Um, children are, you know, from the mouths of babes. They're they're so connected so often, aren't they? So the the beautiful shot on the cover, the beautiful um, art piece on the cover, rather, that is of. Um, depicting this experience that you had of having this very vivid vision of an angel above your garage. Would you just like to um, tell my audience today a little bit about that? Well, I was very uh, lucky to have hired uh, Matt Ryan to do that, um, that graphic. It took a while, but he did a great job. And uh, it is definitely very close to what I actually saw 25 years ago over my garage here on the property in Granby, same property where my labyrinth is. And it was very pivotal experience when I saw her because I was under stress with my parents and all that. So, um, I was kind of down on myself, and I uh, I kept saying, oh, I bet my angels are not big because my work isn't important, and why isn't it, you know, all that. And and so when, I, when she appeared uh, over the uh, garage, and she was like three times the size of my four-car garage, which is 24 by 40 and a double-decker, um, she said, is this big enough for you? Which automatically made me think of humor. <laughs> she also told me who she was, that she was the same one that used to uh, come and visit me when I, I was a child in Italy after my sister died. Although at that time, she did not have wings. I just saw her as my beautiful lady with a veil-like outfit, and she would just float around the room and wait until I fell asleep. And I remember so vividly the soles of her feet as she floated above my head in bed. And um, 
but I didn't know her name. I just accepted her as being uh, my friend. Uh, and she would always come uh, after my, uh, my parents were asleep. Uh, then uh, when she came uh, over here uh, over the garage 25 years ago, she actually told me what her name is. Um, I don't know what to do about the microphone. Um, so uh, I didn't I didn't know uh, what her name was until she came over the uh, the garage and told me that her name was Naomi. So. What are we gonna do about this? Uh, this number? Um, okay. So uh, it was very pivotal for me to have had that experience because it actually made me feel very, very comfortable with receiving messages from spirit. Because she also said that I chose to come on the earth. Uh, to do this work, and it was important for me to just allow. Uh, utilize myself as an instrument, and they would do the the rest. It, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have to be responsible except for just giving the messages as, as I saw them, as I heard them. Oh, fascinating, Tina. Um, and I I feel it's so meaningful the the power of that vision for you and that it helped you to understand so much more about your, your relationship with the angels, your, the meaning of your life here. It seems like there might be a bit of a problem with your microphone. Do you have a separate microphone, Tina, or is it on your computer? Yeah, it's just the one on the computer. I'm so sorry. I don't have another one. Oh, that's okay. I mean, I'm not hearing it now. It's, Okay, and the producer says it seems better, so oh, okay. um, let's just let's just move on, and hopefully it's resolved. So, mm. s- such a such an amazing uh, vision of this angel. In in your book, you mentioned how you had this experience of being a young child and remembering this angel who you called my beautiful lady, who would come <laughs> visit you and and really offered. Um, it feels like to me a beautiful, nurturing, motherly, healing energy that protected you and nurtured you through a very abusive, neglectful childhood. That's correct, yes. And I was really curious to read your book. I was really curious when you talked about at age eight, you decided to, because I feel so many people can relate to this, Tina, when you decided to intentionally suppress your intuitive gifts in order to better fit in with society and your peers. I wanted to ask you if you could share with my viewers, how do you feel about that experience of making that decision? And what advice would you give to a young person who feels he or she may not be able to express their intuitive gifts in their, in their environment? Well, uh, the times are, have changed now. You know, there are uh, more support groups available like for example when i started my group 17 years ago my channels uh support group uh, there were not many i was uh one of very few now you can actually pick and choose uh where to go and of course now because of covid everything is online but there the groups uh, are still available it's important to just uh 
choose uh, to ask your angels to uh, give you the clarity to be to find the groups which will be helpful to you to be able to feel and speak freely without being judged Mm, yes it's so important to if you don't have the support around you in your group of friends or peers or family to seek that out yes. and create that for yourself. Yes. Create it or search it out and actually create it. You could be the one to begin the group to start the group so they could, others like you could be attracted to it to share with each other. Take the initiative, be proactive. If, if, you don't have the, the support around you, build it, create it, and build it, and they will come. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. 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 I love that. And, and so, so you, you intentionally kind of put that gift, your gifts to the side when you were age eight, and it sounds like it was really a necessity in order to survive that time. Yes. I think sometimes children, young people, even with, you know, groups available to adults, if a child is in an environment, they have less, less freedoms and choices as far as, as that goes. If a child is in an environment that's not particularly supportive, then, or doesn't validate it or understand it or include that in their, their life paradigms, then a child just sort of has to, to survive until they are in a position where it's safe to explore their gifts and they have other people they can talk about it with. Uh, I feel like it's, it's so, so important and powerful, the groups uh, that you do and that I do that are open to people to explore their gifts in a non-judgmental environment. I believe that that really does create more, more validation and acceptance and helping people, people to understand that everyone is intuitive and everyone can practice connecting with loved ones and guides. And it's, it's really a, a very normal part of consciousness. The time is right. And uh, I, I even put it in a book, in, the, in my book, that it's all about practicing because we all have the ability to do that. So if we commit to practice the uh, channeling, uh, uh, speaking with the uh, the other side. It's all a, a matter of time, and you'll become more and more comfortable. Experience, just yeah. practicing and Practice. continuing. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. That's been my experience as well. Yes, you've had really interesting, amazing near death experiences, Tina. What are you most, and, and you know what, for my audience, we've been talking about near-death experiences. Can you explain to my audience before I ask you this question, what is a near-death experience? A near-death experience, and there is a, an organization called the IANS, which is, there's a website on it. It's uh, the International Association of Near-Death Studies, and they have all kinds of information there for anybody that has had an unusual experience and they can get information from, from that, uh, that organization. A lot of people think that a near-death experience is something that you, where you're almost on the verge of dying. 
okay? But it's not. It's for lack of better words. Near NDEs are where you actually die and then you come back. And in my book, I have uh, uh, two real near-death experiences that I, I have there in detail. The first one was also where I have, where my, uh, after my sister died and I started to see my angel, that was a life transforming event. But it's also under the hospice of near death experience because, you know, it's kind of uh, uh, part of, of the, the change of how we change after we have these amazing experiences. I see. Well, it's, it seems like to me, Tina, there's more research and exploration into the subtleties and the differences with different near-death experiences and that the definition is being expanded. Yes. So we have a group, actually. We have a support group, which uh, was at Yukon Health Center in Farmington, Connecticut, but now, because of the COVID, we um, we meet online. Anyone that wants to uh, join the group, uh, they can send me uh, a message through my website, weareangels.net, and I will place them on our list so they can have uh, every month when we have uh, our speakers, they can get invitations to it. And I have gone to meetings of this near-death experience support group, and I think it's a really, really wonderful place for getting information about near-death experiences, for connecting with other people who've had them. If you've had one, you can meet others here. Yes. Of hearing people's stories. And, uh, you know, the more near-death experience accounts I hear, the more I just feel the the divine inspiration and um, energy that, that someone experiences in their life. And it's so fascinating to, to go on that journey with someone. My audience probably remembers me talking about out-of-body experiences, and I intend to do some shows exploring that. Out-of-body experiences, or OBEs, are also known as astral projection. And... I was taught that near-death experiences are actually a form of out-of-body experience. And an out-of-body experience is simply when your consciousness leaves your body and comes back. But my understanding is the difference between a near-death experience and an out-of-body experience is in a near-death experience, your body is in physical danger and you are... Um, coming back after either you've actually died or been close to death. In my uh, third near-death experience, when I died at the car crash, I actually felt like a suction when my soul was coming out of my painful body and I found myself uh, above in this uh, amazing, loving, white it was a, a space. Uh, I called her a room, but uh, the walls were, were made out of white light. And in that room were, uh, was a, an, a very ornate table with nine entities on the other side. And I actually found myself uh, counting them. 
And I knew exactly what they were saying to me. The middle one, I knew instinctively that the one in the middle was the one that made the decisions. But I didn't know who they were at that time. The other eight were there to support me, to uh, just, I felt embraced by the light in a loving, non-judgmental way. And I was very straight and saying, no, I'm not ready to go. I'm not finished on the earth yet. And suddenly I heard, okay. And again, that suction feeling, I came back into my, into my car. By then, the car had stopped uh, spinning around and it was, uh, had stopped by the side of the road. I got hit by an SUV uh, right on the right side and I was, uh, the uh, airbags had exploded and it was an awful, awful odor there as well. Yeah, it was a very interesting feeling because I, I was not, this was in 2012, January 5th of 2012. And I have to say, I, I'm not the same person that I was, but in a good way. Yes, I still have sores and all, because I, I, I should have died, but instead I had black and blue marks and no broken bones or anything. But I know that Archangel Michael was my savior for that situation. Because he, he actually uh, nudged me to wear, to wear his uh, medal. I had a necklace uh, as I was getting dressed. I had a necklace uh, on the on the uh, counter, and I heard wear that one today. And it was his uh, the necklace with his medal. Uh, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. That's such a such an interesting yet scary story and account. I've actually had experiences like that too, Tina, where I was I was guided to wear a particular piece of jewelry, a particular crystal, with a particular reason, and then. Later found out why that day. So with the incredibly scary life-transforming experience of this car crash and coming out of your body and then seeing these nine entities, what what is your understanding of why you saw the nine entities and who they were or are? Well, this happened in 2012, and my book was uh, published uh, in 2019, just uh, just about a, a little over a year ago. And it wasn't until a few months before my book was published that I learned who they, who they are and they are helped in the meantime so then they can be uh, taken back home to the source. Wow. I've, well, I've heard of the Lords of Karma and yeah. that's, that's absolutely amazing that you um, had an experience with these entities, with these highly evolved entities. I didn't learn that until I, I, uh, I was about ready to, to uh, publish the book. And I said, I know people are going to ask me who they were. And so they decided to come in and tell me that. But it was interesting because for many, it took me 10 years to, to write this book. Um, my second NDE had not even, my third NDE had not even happened yet when I started to write this book and um so but i i was stuck and after i had my uh my uh near-death experience i was trying to write the book and nothing was coming out and then one day i was all home alone and i felt them very very calmly they came in and they said to all they said to me was 
the book is going to help many that are contemplating suicide. And they left. And I said to myself, oh, my God, how could I possibly not write this book if it's going to be so helpful? So I kind of um, continued on and proceeded. But I'll tell you, 10 years later, when I finally finished the book, it was the most amazing purge that I could ever have had. And uh, and the feedback I'm, I'm hearing from people now is that's surprising. Well, I think it's an absolutely fantastic book. It it really lifts my spirits when I read it. And I I really want to encourage people to get it. Uh, they can get it on your website, right, Tina? Um, weareangels.net. And my website, or they come and visit me at home in Granby. <laughs> You're really generous. <laughs> careful, what, careful what you wish for. So... You can you can find Tina's book on weareangels.net. And do you want to go over your email? We just got a few seconds left. Uh, I think if anybody wants to get in touch with me, please uh, contact me through my website, and then they will uh, inform me. And then I will decide uh, whether I want to, uh, you know, answer specifically to the people that contact me. Okay. So you can get in contact with Tina through her website. And I encourage you to um, check out her book. If you have had near-death experiences, if you're curious about them, I feel like this is a great book to check out. If um, you are curious about angels and communicating with guides, it's also a great book in that sense. I want to thank my guest, Tina, from the bottom of my heart for coming on my show. This has been absolutely fascinating. And I want to thank... Yay! And I want to thank you viewers and listeners so much for tuning in. I will look forward to seeing you next show. Don't forget, Bradford Tilden, December 22nd, is my guest. Have a beautiful week, and I will see you next time. Thank you again, Tina.